0: Hello and welcome to Pairing, a podcast where we pair wine with art and pop culture. I am your host, Emma Scherzarko, and we are continuing our Star Wars series in this episode, this time talking about the movie Solo with Brandon Grugel of Join the Party and Multitude. Now, I know that there are a lot of feelings circulating about the rise of Skywalker, but hopefully this lovely discussion with Brandon will help remind us all about what we love about Star Wars and we can all just take a step back from some of the toxic fandom and generally bad decisions that were made in this last movie and just remember what is fun. Thank you, of course, to our patrons and especially our producer level patrons, Emma Cohen, Rena Sarame, Zoo Yorker, Allison Turi, and Jacob Penfold, who are even better friends than Chewbacca, to our advanced producer, Mara Zobrist, who is sassier than L337, and to our master patron, Michael Beck, who can rock a white linen suit just like Woody Harrelson, I'm sure. If you would like to join these incredible folks and get access to all sorts of extras like Wine Fun Facts, personalized pairings, and mini-episodes, come visit us at patreon.com slash pairingpodcast. We'd love for you to join us there, and you can for as little as $1 a month. I also just wanted to give a quick, if belated, shout out to my friend and previous pairing guest, John Paul Sorelli, who has launched his own podcast called Celluloid Bastards that is absolutely fantastic, where he talks with guests about much maligned films that they love, um, beginning specifically with films from the 90s. And you can now hear several episodes of that podcast, including one episode featuring yours truly, discussing the iconic Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola. If you enjoyed our Dracula episode or the cats and not cats, the movie cats in uh, cats in everything and our Halloween episodes with John Paul and you want to hear more of us talking, please go check that out. We are sponsored this week by Care of, and as a special deal to help you keep those New Year's resolutions, Care of is offering our listeners 50% off their first order for the month of January by going to takecareof.com and entering the promo code pairing. I'll tell you more about it later on, but for now, without further ado, here is episode 55, Solo with Brandon Grugel. All right. I am so excited because I have here with me Brandon Grugel of Join the Party and Multitude. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited that you're here. And we are going to be continuing our journey through the Star Wars stories in semi-chronological order. And so, so Brandon, Winston and I just recorded an episode, or possibly it'll be two episodes about the prequels, which is very exciting and
1: fun. Oh my god! Wait, I want to hear everything about that.
0: <laughs> I, well, it's 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 very fun because uh, Winston is actually a defender of the prequels. And-
1: yes. Okay, me and Winston are best friends now
0: yes, okay, great and And now we're moving on to another movie, which is often maligned, not quite to the extent that the prequels are, yeah, but uh but also one that I really like. and so I was really excited when you said that you were a fan of this one. We're gonna talk about solo
1: solo, solo. I'm getting in my land speeder. I'm ready to go. There's racing stripes yes. on the side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just picture that. Picture that. We're recording this in a land speeder.
1: <laughs> Mine looks more like a, it's like, you know, those like racing bed, those racing car beds that you can get for like 10 year olds.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's like that. It's like that. It's like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would totally get that as a bed. <laughs> like an adult, adult size bed. <laughs> I love um, it. That's amazing. Um. But yeah. So let's just, let's just start out. Um. I mean, it's sort of a vague question, but. I know you said you said you're a big fan of this this movie. What is it about this movie that you really like and what do you think what are its strengths and why do you think it's maybe kind of underrated?
1: Yeah. Okay. So here's my here's my thing with with all of the Star Wars canon right now and all yes. that stuff. So you have like the original 3 which are obviously great.
0: Of course. They're like
1: campy and weird and fun. Mm-hmm. And then you have the prequels which are Everyone hates them except for the people who like them.
0: <laughs> except for you and Winston, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and me too. I'm I'm coming around to them, I have to say. I rewatched them recently and I think I think there's a lot that's great in them. Yeah,
1: they're definitely not about. good movies, but they yeah. are fun.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: Um and then you have the new movies, right? The new trilogy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was not a huge fan of The Force Awakens only because uh-huh. it was just like a re it's felt like so totally just a reboot of episode four like completely the same plot yep it just had like a bigger death star very dumb for me (laughs) but whatever um fair but i really yeah but i really love uh rogue one specifically and solo specifically because they are like stories about the people on the ground within these like huge operatic universes yes I think Solo and Rogue One are the only ones not to mention, or maybe it's just Solo, not to mention Jedi at all, which is, like, oh, such wow. an interesting concept.
0: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, actually. I think yeah. that's true. There's no, there's no, because I I think in, I think in, well, in Rogue One and you get Vader, so. Yes, yeah. So, that's so I true. guess that. So it might
1: just be Solo, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it might just be Solo. That is really interesting, and that, I, I hadn't thought about it completely in those terms, but I I was re-watching it last night and I was thinking very similarly, I mean, Rogue One is very much like a war movie.
1: Right. And
0: yeah. and I think was just totally devastating and kind of shocking when everybody saw it. Mm. Um, even if even if you knew like what had to happen in order, you know, what was gonna happen in that story. Um while Solo feels like it digs a little bit more into like the background of like the corruption and kind of the business side of war um yeah. and, which I thought is really interesting and something that people maybe don't give it enough credit for.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's like Rogue One and Solo are genre pieces, right? Like yeah. Rogue One is is a war movie and yeah. Solo is a it's a cowboy story like yes. it, it is yes. 100% <laughs> tropey campy um cowboy story like it's just in space there's no difference
0: totally no i i and i love that and i and like woody harrelson is the perfect person to
1: can i tell you about the time that i ran into woody harrelson on the street (gasps) yes please so so i live in new york and i was going i used to live on the like upper upper west side and i was going Uh walking down to milk bar which is a really good like dessert place
0: oh yeah i remember milk bar
1: yeah, it's delicious. Um, so good. And I like was, I was, when you're in New York and you're walking down the sidewalk, or sidewalk, you sort of just like forget that other people are around you, you know, you yes. sort of get in your own bubble. And so yeah. I like turned a corner and was waiting to cross the street and I was just sitting there minding my own business and like I was like looking at things and I looked to my left and I was like smack dab next to Woody Harrelson and I was like. Oh my God. Oh, fuck. What? Yeah. It's like one of those moments where you don't know what's happening. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then he like walked. He, we crossed the street and I'm like frozen and he's wearing like all linen, like flowy, like, uh, I don't even know what you call it. Just like almost like a cult leader-esque, like oh white my- linen ro- clothes. And he just like runs down this car as it's driving by and it like bangs on the window. It's like, hey, oh my God. And like talks to this guy in the middle of the street oh in God. his car for like 10 minutes.
0: That. Is perfect. <laughs> it is the
1: weirdest experience I've had at Milk Bar. But
0: um that is that is amazing. That's totally what I would imagine uh Woody Harrelson to be like if you just ran into him on the street.
1: hundred percent. Yeah. Totally. I want to buy his pants. I want yeah. some white oh linen my God. pants.
0: I mean, I this is a sidebar, but I have recently discovered linen as <laughs> as like a fabric. And because for the longest time it was like my mom wore linen, and yeah, and I, and I was like, ugh, whatever. But now I'm like, oh my oh, god, yeah, totally. it, it is so comfortable and so breathable, <laughs> and it can be both warm and cool. So <laughs> yeah, it's the
1: best. It's the best fabric for a suit for for a, a person who expresses male gender suit. Like yes,
0: yes, it's breathable exactly. in
1: summer and it's great in winter.
0: Okay, Uh... so my favorite part
1: of Solo is when everyone was wearing linen suits. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. That was actually that was my only my only gripe with the movie is that there wasn't enough linen. (laughs) I love that you called this a cowboy movie because that brings me to my first and kind of main wine connection that I was making for this.
1: Oh yes, please.
0: Um, and I have to, I have to give Winston some of the credit because we were watching this movie last night, and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to talk about wine wise. And the first thing that he brought up is that Corellia, the the planet that the movie begins on, where yeah. um, Kira and Han are, you know, basically enslaved, and it's it's a shipbuilding planet. And so Winston was like, "What's like a shipbuilding or like port region?" Uh, Mm. and, and he, he brought up like Marseille in Southern France, but I was like, oh, well, if you're talking about ports, you have to talk about Portugal, obviously. (laughs) And I haven't talked about Portuguese wine much on, on the the podcast. So I'm excited to talk about it a little bit because it's one of my absolute favorites. And, um, (laughs) I don't,
1: I don't know anything about Portuguese wine actually. I would, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really, it's. I mean, it's as still at this point kind of underrated. Most people don't know about it, but it's one of my favorites because the wines are really, really good and usually very inexpensive compared to like Spanish wines, Italian wines, uh, Ita- uh, French wines, everything, everything yeah. like that. Uh, I would say the quality that you get of Portuguese wines, like compared to the price is much, much better. So i and I think that's gonna change in the next twenty years or so. I think the prices of Portuguese mm-hmm. wines are gonna start going up because people are kind of getting hit to the fact that, oh, my God, these wines are really good. Um But what I love about Portuguese wines is that there are some that are really, really great, but they're but often they're just like really great, really quaffable wines. and mm. um, and so I think that's kind of a perfect region to be drinking with this with this movie and i i wrote down as i was as i was watching the movie i was like these are like swashbuckly wines um (laughs) (laughs) Um, and also so and i and i think that you know portugal as a region kind of gets overlooked as i think solo right now is kind of Maybe not overlooked because it came out pretty recently, but I think history is going to be kind to Solo. I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping. Um, But also, so Portugal, Portugal is obviously most famous for Port, which is a dessert wine. And what I think matches really well uh, with, with Solo is that Port historically has a very like weird and interesting history but it's like very for a while it was like a symbol of like masculinity to be drinking port really yeah yeah it was like and it and it's very very british also so it's very kind of imperialist almost um and so this reminds me kind of like I, I would imagine Paul Bettany's character, like, you know, being involved in the port trade. In... And <laughs> he would be one I could
1: of... I can see that 100%. Right,
0: right? <laughs> every I love every Paul... time a
1: shipment falls off the ship, his his anger scars just get redder and
0: redder. Yeah, they just get redder and redder. And he says, bring me, bring me one of those little port glasses. But yeah, so oh God. historically, um, so, so port trade was kind of dominated by these by these like British business tycoons which is very interesting i mean i'm not gonna go super into it um because i I, i'm not quite prepared to talk all about that history but also it was it's like a very british thing that after dinner like the men would retire and have port and cigars and which is so (laughs) funny it's so (laughs) funny to think about now because it's like it's like a sweet (laughs) <laughs> you know, dessert wine. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I love port. I have a bottle of port in my fridge right now.
0: Oh my God. It's so delicious. I, yeah. I, I love port too. And it's, and it's really interesting. It's a really interesting history. Um, but so I thought that that matched really well with, with solo and kind of, kind of dealing with like the corruption. Yeah. Kind of you know, through line of, of this, of the, of the movie. Um, but also, there's all these – so so most Portuguese wine is made from indigenous Portuguese grapes, which no one has ever heard of. And so I was just going <laughs> to read a few of the names of these grapes because I feel like they sound like they could belong in Star Wars. Yeah, um, can
1: we play – wait, can we play a game?
0: Yes, let's play a game. Uh, I, will, I want, I, will... I want you to – yeah. No. Tell me what you you think the game should be.
1: I think you should insert some actual Star Wars. Like, quickly Google a list of Star Wars characters and oh, insert yeah. some of the names within the list of grapes oh, and see yeah. if I know which ones are which.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's a really good idea. Wait, hang on. Let me <laughs> let me do that. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. All right. So the first one that I'm going to to say is Alvarino.
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 this literally could be either, like a hundred percent. Right, I, I, right. I'm leaning towards grape, but I could hundred percent see if it is a grape, like yeah. taking the name Alvarino and making it a Star Wars character. Yep,
0: yep. Um, it, it, it I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it is a grape. Um, okay. and it's it's sort of the Portuguese version. This one is, I think, well, I think it's indigenous, but it's kind of the Portuguese version of the Spanish Alvarino. Um, mm. so but it could it could totally be like a like a a general in the Cold yeah. wars or something general
1: alvarino absolutely yeah general
0: alvarino um okay here's another one um almec <laughs> <laughs> I, I made a game we made a game that was way too hard <laughs> it's way too hard it's way too hard okay right. maybe maybe we won't we won't do too many more of these but
1: no this is fun i like it
0: <laughs> okay okay uh do you have a guess it for sounds Albeck? like malbec it does sound like malbec
1: but i think it's i think it's star wars character
0: it is you are correct um, it is I have a char- no
1: idea who they are, though.
0: <laughs> I I don't know it either. Um, it, is, it is a character from the Clone Wars, um, which I haven't uh. seen, which I need to see. But it is a Mandalorian politician who serves as Prime Minister of Mandalore during the Clone Wars. So oh. there we go. Appropriate to the current, uh, the current Star Wars TV media. Yes. Which
1: baby Yoda.
0: Baby Yoda. There's not much more to say about the Mandalorian right now, other than baby Yoda. I feel like baby Yoda, <laughs> but i I am enjoying it. I know people I know people are being some people are being like very critical of it, but I think it's fun.
1: I had a great time like yeah yeah, um uh, i we benched it, Lauren and I benched it like uh in a weekend
0: I think we watched uh-huh. one episode
1: we were like let's just see how it is and then we yeah. like hey do you want to watch the next one hey do you want to watch the next one hey yeah. let's watch the next one <laughs>
0: well I like that I like that after the first episode they're only like half an hour episodes I feel like that's kind of perfect and, totally. and it's really fun it's just kind of like a buddy adventure movie show which yeah
1: it's a genre piece again Star Wars yes. is good at genre pieces
0: yes oh, so <laughs> true so true okay. All right,
1: give me one more
0: Okay, let's do one more. Um Trincadera. What?
1: <laughs> if that's not a Star Wars character, I'm taking the name for a character the next thing I write.
0: Right, right? It's so good. I know honestly, I I am often inspired to write things with characters with grape names. Um, but yes. Trincadera <laughs> is a grape. Um, it, it's a Portuguese grape. And I feel like I feel like that could be Trincadera could be like, a, a Wookiee or something like Chewbacca's totally. Chewbacca's buddy
1: or some kind of trader or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Totally. Totally. Okay. <laughs> wow. There's so many characters that I do not know. I kind of want to play this game with Winston because he, he has watched all the clone wars and everything.
1: Oh wow. And, yeah.
0: And, and so he might know, he might know that this might be bonus content. We might, we we might, I might play this, this game Portuguese grape or (laughs) I think you should. That's fine. Or Star Wars character and see what he says. (laughs) Um, That's amazing. Uh, Okay. Well, uh, just to read you a few other grape names, just so you, just so you can get inspired more. Um, Yes, please. Tinta Roriz, Tinta Barroca, Toriga Nacional is probably the most widely used grape in Portugal. Um, along with Toriga Franca, uh, Trincadera, as I mentioned, Ara- Aragonese. I love that. Oh, I one. love
1: that. <laughs>
0: right, and Alicante Bouchette.
1: What? So I love good. that.
0: <laughs> right. I, I need to I need to look into like how that one was named, uh, because that is way too way too complex and interesting. <laughs> um, Alvarino or Alvarino and Arinto. So, Arinto could totally be a Star Wars character too. 100%. 100%. Um, okay. So, that's my that's my biggest wine connection that I have for Solo. But I feel I feel like Portuguese wine because the other thing about Portuguese wine is that, you know, there's there's also there's really great Portuguese wines as I mentioned, but for the most part they're like If they're red wines, they're kind of big, juicy, but really nice and dry. And so they're kind of perfect like burger wines or just like barbecue wines hanging out. Um, And there's also Vino Verde, which is a slightly effervescent white wine, which is probably the wine that Portugal is most known for um, besides, besides Porch. And vino verdes, some of them are not very good, but usually they're very inexpensive and just like really nice and refreshing, crisp, dry, and uh, and so I feel like these are perfect, perfect wines for this movie because, like you said, this is just a fun movie. Yeah. And, and if you think too much about, like, if you if you try to think too much about it, like, yeah, sure, you can find things to like nitpick, but you can do that with any movie. Of course. Would you yeah. say that
1: these wines are wines that you might drink out of a red solo cup?
0: Oh my God. I would have. I <laughs> in fact I have done that. <laughs> because Vino Verdes are my go-to like pool or beach wines during yes. the summer. And so and so I have definitely drunk them out of red solo cups. Oh my god.
1: We found it. it. Is, we did it. We got that. We did
0: it. It's so perfect. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> We got there. We got there. Yes. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't think of that.
1: The thing that like like I was rewatching it for I think I've only watched it two or three times, but I was rewatching it last night and Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a great movie for women, even like if you scratch the surface a little bit. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, very true. That that criticism, very true.
1: Yeah, I don't know why Amelia Clark has to continually play sex slaves in all of her things. It's a little frustrating.
0: <laughs> it almost feels a little too on the nose. I didn't notice this before, but I was watching it last night and and uh and at one point when she and Han are in the like elevator going up at the at the end and he's and he says something I forget exactly what he says about like winning the game or something and she says it's not about winning it's about staying in it as long as possible (laughs) i was like is this a game of thrones reference are you really doing this but yeah no i my my one feeling about this movie is that it actually like if you wanted to give her character it's due and i do think that like the character is interesting on on a certain level. I just don't think she's given that much that's interesting to do. And so, like, if you really wanted to flesh out her character, like, I'd be interested to see, like, the Kira movie of what happens either once Han leaves, and like, what happens in those three years, or what happens after she leaves, like...
1: Yeah. That's the actually good movie in there. Like, that's... If you want to watch a good movie, that's the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I and I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like, you know, I kind of didn't need that romance in this movie. No. Like like I don't think it needed to be there, well, but
1: it it didn't need to be there like in terms of like the momentum or the plot or um like any of the actual like facets of the actual movie, yeah. But I think it is important to show. I think what this what the movie did, and I I understand a lot of people have criticism for it because it's not. They really love Harrison Ford yes. for good reason. Yes, of course. And it's not exactly Harrison Ford. No, but
0: I like that.
1: Yeah, I thought. Um, I forget his the actor's name now, but he gave an incredible performance.
0: Alden Ehrenreich.
1: Yeah he he yeah. did a, a an incredible performance. It just like. I agree. Yeah, my mom, who grew up with Harrison Ford, was mad that it wasn't Harrison Ford. Right. <laughs> like,
0: but, like, and yes, I guess technically we live in a world where they could have digitally created a young Harrison Ford and had, like, yeah. him do it. But I I liked it this way. I like that both Alden Ehrenreich and Donald Glover, like, put little little like mannerisms and and kind of little yes. speech patterns in like kind of sprinkled in that made you think of uh of Billy D. Williams and Harrison Ford, but they were not exact imitations. I yeah, really liked
1: and, that. oh my God. Can we talk about Donald Glover for a second? Yes. Holy shit, Donald yes. Glover oh my god. is incredible. Oh my god. He's so he amazing. is the best Lando. He is better than Billy yeah, D Williams. I know. He is Lando. <laughs> he,
0: he is Lando. He is new canon Lando. Though I do love Billy D Williams too, but but Donald yes. Donald Glover is just incredible. And and he's amazing. And I every scene with Donald Glover and Alden Ehrenreich and with Chewbacca uh, just like make me so happy. And <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah,
1: exactly. And it's
0: really it's about like those relationships, I think, which are fun relationships. You know, they're like yeah. lifelong friendships beginning or friendships slash yeah. um <laughs> Yeah. In, in terms yeah, of yeah. Lando. As
1: much friendship as like Lando can have, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's what I was going to say, too, about uh, about the romance is like, I think it's important to show that the dynamic of that relationship Mm -hmm. in the way that it is a mirror for how Han sees the world. Yeah. He thinks of himself as this, like, it's almost an anti-cowboy story, honestly. Yeah. He thinks of himself as this cowboy, this outlaw, and he's not. I mean, she even says it, like, in the script, like, you're a good guy. Yeah. But, like, he is the, he is literally the most trusting person in this entire film. Yes. And, like, he only doesn't die because other people... Don't feel pity for him. They just like feel this like sense of like love and loyalty towards him, totally. and they don't want to hurt him. Totally. And so, like his it's interesting to see this like interpretation of Han Solo's like infamous sort of like luckiness be not because he's actually like charming and lucky. It's because yeah. other people. He's like kind of like your lovable Lab- uh, Labrador, who you genuinely totally. would die for. <laughs>
0: totally yes, hundred percent. And and one of the things that I I was thinking is that, you know, in in almost every other Star Wars movie, except except for maybe Rogue One. Well, no, it's in Rogue One too. There's there's usually a some sort of romance and some sort of mentor mentee relationship, and. You have that in solo um, with Amelia uh, Clark as the as the romantic interest and uh, Woody Harrelson as the mentor, but they right. both end up betraying him, and he yep. he ends up kind of doing the right thing regardless. And I think that that's yeah that's really cool. Totally. That's a really cool story.
1: Yeah, and I think it makes the eventual. Um... Like him and Leia and having mm-hmm. Kylo, like it makes it so much sweeter yes. to be like this journey of like he is betrayed by the people that he like looks up to and cares about the most. Yeah. But he doesn't let it harden him exactly. Yeah. But it does obviously get to him. Like he does get like grouchy and mean. Yes. And then of and then later, like he allows himself back to like let love back into his life and actually become part of the resistance sort of, you know, like right. He 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 does sort of let himself back in and open himself back up, which is really nice. I don't know. I think it adds a nice little edge to the Han that's makes him more three-dimensional than he was in the originals.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm 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 looking forward to because I so I'm doing like the chronological rewatch and so we just rewatched the prequels mm. and we just and we watched Solo. Next is Rogue One, which mm. um also one one thing Sorry, little little sidebar, but um, yeah. but I I do think that solo would might have been received better if it had come out before Rogue One and the Last Jedi. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but because Rogue One was like so astonishing, both in the story and 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 just you know the kind of tragedy of it. And then the Last yeah. Jedi, which I know some people some people don't like, but I I think is a great movie and and definite definitely has a lot to say. Yeah. Um. <laughs> to then have Solo come out, a, I think it came out just a few months after the Last Jedi, and it felt. Yeah. And I think I think people were like, oh, well, we're on this track of like really, you know, deep tragic momentous moments in star wars and this is kind of a return to the to the fun of it and well i it didn't bother me and i i thought it was great because i think that this is equally a star wars movie as rogue one is a star wars movie um yeah. i think it, it just might have been such a a, a sharp t- shift in tone that that like people weren't thrilled about it i'm not sure
1: yeah, definitely, and I think there's. I also read some stuff from Ron Howard too. Yeah. First of all, it's, it's Ron Howard. I know like, it's how Ron you, Howard. Come on, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there it was. It came out right after. It came out right after Last Jedi, right? Yeah. And that was, I think, it was received poorly by the fan base. Yes. Joss Jedi was. Yes. And this is it, this is something I I think about a lot because I'm not in fandom at all. Like, sure. I purposefully have never engaged in it That's um, because of stuff like this yeah. where like i there was there's such a strong backlash against like a movie that like yeah maybe you don't like it but like it objectively is not a bad no, movie like it wasn't no. a bad film but there was so much uh backlash against that that when solo came out people i think were just like trashing it even ahead of its release yeah and there was so much of an online backlash that, yeah. like, Ron Howard even talked about, like, he's, he thinks a large uh, portion of the movie, or a large portion of the reason why it didn't do so well is because, like, literally trolling yeah. online.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, um, that makes total sense. Yeah,
1: it was super interesting. Also, though, a, Ron Howard also said, like, it was his biggest debut of all time. Right. <laughs> so he was like... I had a great time. I love the film. It was good. I am yeah. really proud of it. Like, um, it was the biggest debut I've ever had personally, and like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it was just like, it was also up against. I think, was it Black Panther? Maybe another wow. Marvel movie that came out. I think, and one of, or no, it was Avengers. It was it was like one of the last. It was Avengers oh, three. Oh, think?
0: I think you know. What? I think it might have been Infinity War.
1: Yes, it was Infinity yeah. War Part One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was in, and Disney moved one of the other one i think they moved Avengers forward because uh and then yeah. solo was right after that so yeah. it was it was in the wake of this backlash from the toxic fandom of star wars which are like the worst kind the of fans worst. they're just the absolute worst. reddit trolls who are yep. who ruin everything that they love yep. because they hate themselves yep. and then <laughs> how do you really uh, feel and then up? it was on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i th- i'm so mad th- this is like I love Star Wars so much. Yeah. But I can never engage in it except with people like my sister because yeah. like like people close to me because everyone who actually like cares about Star Wars deeply is such a fucking asshole all the time.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think that's very, very true because because people feel such a such an ownership over it that right. whenever and and I don't know I don't know that it's universally true, but I but I
1: It's absolutely yeah, it's not. I'm exaggerating. Course, oh, no, but... I understand. I
0: understand. <laughs> but but I think you're I think you're right. It's like people feel so strongly about it. And because, you know, it's it's like a living and continuing, almost like mythological piece that we've had for over 40 years now. It yeah. people feel so strongly about it. And so whenever there's a new interpretation or something or something happens that they don't like, um, Th- right. the backlash is really really awful so that
1: exactly and that can go from from on one side like the new trilogy like people just being misogynists. yep or on the other side the really frustrating or the also frustrating thing is like a movie like solo which is just a fun movie like it's just yeah. you walk away feeling good yeah. like you had a good time yeah but it wasn't like it wasn't exactly what they wanted or it wasn't like dark enough or it wasn't like uh, like some sort of like I would have right. done it better if it was me mentality where it was like you forgetting that Star Wars when it came out is like none of the Star Wars, except for the prequels, which is their problem, right. are self-serious. Right. They all are so big and bombastic yeah. and campy and weird and dumb. I mean, the original character is a like uh, it's a, gre- a small green toad with a robe. Right. And- <laughs> Like, it's ridiculous stories. So when we get more ridiculous story like that, that is in line for Star Wars for me. And it's fun.
0: Absolutely. And I and I have said um, and I'm I'm sure I'm not the only person to have said this. But for me, the main thing missing from the prequels is Han Solo. And I don't mean literally mm. Han Solo, but I mean, you have to have like Han provides this kind of humor, but like, like dark humor that is yeah. that is so important to and so so vital to the original trilogy that yeah. and 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 you get that in i think the new trilogy from a, from a few different sources but you really don't have that in the prequels and i think that that like you said the prequels just take themselves too seriously
1: exactly yeah yeah han is this like that's exactly the role he plays in the original 3 is that he is the grounding factor he's the only like human among religious gods essentially yeah yeah you know so it's like when he sees Luke with this like you know really silly helmet with a, a a sword that's made out of light and he's like channeling you know natural force energy and Han's like I don't know I have a blaster and I go steal stuff yeah like, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no and
1: it's integral yeah, yeah
0: and you know I guess so he's he's kind of the quote-unquote everyman of the original trilogy but He's such an interesting everyman you know he's because he's yeah. got he's so sardonic and and jaded in many ways but it's in many ways him as you said coming back around to this kind of hope and doing the right thing that he won't admit that he, that's part of him but it is
1: yeah and like I spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it but like yeah. going from this film solo to um I forget which one's in but the one it might be last Jedi uh, yeah, I think it is where Kylo eventually mm-hmm. murders his father. It's such a nice like arc to see that like at the end of his life, he still is that solo that will just inherently trust anyone like even to his own detriment yeah. because he believes in the best of people. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely,
1: and it's such a lovely character. Yeah,
0: I think I think that's in the Force Awakens. I think it's, that's the end of the Force Awakens. Is yes, Kylo Force Killson. Awakens. Yeah, yeah. But I totally agree that that is that is Han, and and getting getting this backstory for him. I'm as I was saying, and and then I went off on a tangent. I'm really excited to keep <laughs> watching the because I don't think I've rewatched the original trilogy since seeing Solo, and so. I'm I'm excited to I mean it's obviously like I've watched it a million times and so it's ingrained in my brain but then watching that and then watching the the final trilogy because the last Skywalker is coming out in a couple weeks which is
1: I know do you have tickets I do
0: (laughs) yes we got me too (laughs) we got we got like the last two tickets to opening night that were available nice so nice nice very very excited Before we continue this delightful discussion, let me tell you just a little bit more about our sponsor for this week, Care Of. It's January. It's that time of year where we all set resolutions and then struggle to keep them. But if improving your health and well-being is one of those resolutions, then Care Of will make it easy. Careof is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. This year, set a resolution you'll actually keep. Make 2020 the year you prioritize you and commit to staying on top of your health. Instead of that laundry list of resolutions you don't end up sticking with, Careof can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals attainable. Care/of's products are made with quality you can see and taste. Kerov is focused on the quality, science, and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations. Their yummy protein powders are made of real ingredients you can recognize, like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. My current favorite snack is the chocolate protein powder mixed with almond milk, peanut butter, and berries. It's like a PB&J in a glass, and it's delicious, and it's healthy. It can be hard to get on track with a healthy lifestyle, but Care-of makes it easy with their online quiz. You take the short quiz and answer some questions about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle, and care will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements specifically for your health needs and goals. Follow Care-of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. What you receive is totally up to you. I've been experimenting over the past months with different combinations of vitamins, supplements, and herbs and figuring out what's right for me and my budget, so I love that there's flexibility there. And right now, Care Of is making it easier than ever to stay on track by offering our listeners 50% off your first order in the month of January when you go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code PAIRING at checkout. That's take of and the promo code pairing for 50% off your first order this is a special deal it's normally 25% off so if you've been thinking about trying care of now is the time and now back to the show this does bring me back to uh one of my favorite characters from solo who is uh l337 played the the droid played by phoebe waller bridge Um, I
1: just found out that was Stevie Waller-Bridge, like, literally a month ago.
0: I, so, I, I, when I got really into Fleabag, like, six months ago or something, and just binged everything, I looked her up, and I was like, oh, my God, she was the droid! (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and I do, I love her character so much, and apparently, apparently she had never seen a Star Wars movie before.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, that's <laughs> She didn't know
1: what a droid was. She didn't <laughs> know even know it was, was like a robot.
0: Yeah, which I think is kind of perfect in a way for Absolutely. for how she played this character. It's so, just like so hilarious. I thought yeah. that it was it was brilliant. And I know that some people really didn't like her. So, uh, I wonder
1: why. <laughs> I wonder it, why cuz it was a, a female coded <laughs> droid. I don't know
0: and very feminist also and like yeah yeah and just like really funny and really powerful so yeah. I love yeah, I wonder my... I wonder who yeah. <laughs> one of my
1: favorite scenes in the whole movie is the 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 droid breakout scene yes just so incredible good. over the so top good. wild not needed in the movie at all <laughs> No <Nope. laughs> completely nope. funny I love it so much
0: it is so good. Also, my favorite my favorite line uh or one of my favorite lines is like when they're when they first meet Lando and she's like protesting the droid fight ring or whatever yeah. and and the guy running it is like don't make me find your like off switch or something. I know it's not off switch, but she's like, yeah, "Well, yeah. good luck finding it." <laughs> I like I love this. I love this so much. I
1: love it in the in the cockpit scene with um kira she's like oh yeah she's like how would that even work she's like oh it works yeah.
0: <laughs> so good i love it it's so good i wouldn't be surprised if phoebe waller bridge like wrote her own oh yeah dialogue. i'm sure she improved that yeah 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 <laughs> she... i i love
1: the i love that it also opens up this idea of like inter not even interspecies but like what would you even call that like inter i guess interspecies i don't know like relationships i, guess I well,
0: for, for for the sake i i feel like yeah interspecies because i mean droids are very much like living characters in yeah. star wars for sure totally. and i think I, I i i just i loved that i loved her yeah Yeah. and i i guess i don't know yeah inter interhumanoid <laughs> something um well i yeah. don't know you play you play a uh a warforged on <laughs>
1: I do Join do that. Party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we do prefer to be humanized. So I will say interspecies.
0: Okay, great. Great. <laughs> I consider you the authority on this particular subject. <laughs> you should not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I I love that and 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 it also just adds to the fun of it too. And yeah. Uh she's just so funny and and again, it's just, yeah, it's just like a very Fun swashbuckly kind of kind of movie. Yeah, but I have okay.
1: I have I have two questions for you. I think. Yes, yes. Okay.
0: please.
1: Or I, I have one hypothesis and one question. Okay, I'll save Love the it. fun question for the second one. <laughs> okay, I think I think that because I just went, went and watched Knives Out uh, over Thanksgiving too.
0: I'm going was... to see that tonight. So.
1: It's incredible. I won't give you any spoilers, but it's incredible. Okay, I am so
0: excited. I am so excited.
1: But I think movie audiences, and I Mm -hmm. don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I think we sort of, like, lost the, like, because maybe of the huge, giant blockbuster movies that Mm -hmm. like have, like, raised the bar for storytelling and production Mm -hmm. design and, like, Mm -hmm. special effects, it's, like, we really lost the, like the feeling of, like, entertainment value for just, like, going to a movie and having a good time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not expecting our movies necessarily to, like, every time we're not expecting our movies to, to, like, move us, like, like, shake us to our core or, like, question what it means to be human or who we are. Like, those are great movies. I love, like, I love watching movies like that. But I also, like... I like listening to podcasts that are just like fun space romps. And like I totally. like listening to mo- or watch movie- movies that are just like cowboys in space for 2 hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, Absolutely. I
1: I wish other I wish some people would just like sort of like let let go a little bit. Like like calm down and just like enjoy what's in front of you.
0: Totally. I I agree. I agree 100%. And um somebody, I think it was Will Williams was asking on Twitter recently. Uh, yeah. Will williams podcasting extraordinaire uh they were asking like is there a difference between quote-unquote good media and and just like entertaining media and that's a question that i've like since college dealt with like thought about Mm. so much like this sort of difference between high art and popular art and like culture like these this that kind of dynamic in culture and I I totally agree because I grew up like in a fairly like intellectually elitist family I would say Mm. and Mm -hmm. so like certain things were considered like gauche and but I was like but I but I really enjoy them and sometimes it's nice to just like be able to tune out and enjoy something yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I mean like I think there's things like serious questions that this movie does raise. Um and of course. Uh but but they're not they're not the crux of it. And I like that those questions can exist in a movie that's mostly just fun. And
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I remember going to see solo and just like loving it and just having the best time i think part of that was just because like the stakes were pretty low and it was just it was just there like i was just going to watch a fun movie with characters that i know and love that were performed well and like the writing is good and the execution is is like really fun so yeah anyway
1: and it's definitely not to say that like it's it's undefinable, right? Or it's like hard to define. But there are definitely yeah. things that are produced or made that are like the majority of people would say like, oh this is poorly crafted. But like there once you get past that sort of threshold of like at least semi decent craftsmanship, then like once mm-hmm. you get that point it's like if you like it, you like it. Let's just, just like yes. enjoy it.
0: I was just gonna I was just gonna interject really quickly, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um that, that is also something that we deal with in the wine world all the time. It's a very yes. similar very similar dynamic where like the the kind of gatekeepers, the the 100%. those who can who can determine what is good, you know, like it, when what's good is totally subjective, you know, or or yeah. you know, if you I always say with wine and I know it sounds cliche, but if you like it then it's good because right. like if you enjoyed tasting something you can't be wrong
1: <laughs> yeah which, exactly
0: which is how i feel about about like movies and art in general if you like it yeah. then it's good
1: yeah i don't think i actually told you i have so are you do you know of the uh sort of like beer equivalent to sommelier yes it's called the cicerone. cicerone yes yeah i have the i have the first level oh my <laughs> and, god oh my god uh, yeah, it's, like, it's just beer server, so it's, like, you just have, like, knowledge of it, but totally, I, that's, totally. like, something that I, especially with beer, because, like, beer is so wrapped up in, like, masculinity and, like, mm-hmm. all this bullshit about, like, you know, college days and stuff like that, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it really, like, what, what beer you drink at any given function, like, people will will have thoughts about that. And it's like, no, if you if you I love Miller High Life, I'm going to drink it. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know that. We're going to have to. OK, we're going to have to talk about this so much. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, for sure.
0: But because uh, I'm I'm also really interested in beer. I'm much less of a beer drinker, but I'm really interested in it. And I'm really interested in the culture of beer. So I. Yeah,
1: I am the same reverse for wine.
0: <laughs> yeah. OK. OK. Next time. Next time I'm in New York, we're going to have to have a, a, a beer and wine night. I love it. And Let's do it. Yeah. Sounds good.
1: <laughs> um, and then the last question that was much more fun. Yes. What do you what do you think is going on with Darth Maul? <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> good point. Good point. I know that's kind of why I want, like the the Kira story, like yeah. of what's happening next. But yeah, that's a that's a really good question. I mean, obviously, you know, like I can't remember his character's name, but Paul Bettany is obviously like, quote unquote, working for the Empire. But you get the sense that he's kind of working for himself and just whatever serves him while it seems like Kira, I don't know, maybe must have met Darth Maul at some point uh, or, or come into contact or something and, and saw that as an an opportunity for her to escape her life and gain some control over her life. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but, yeah, I don't know. He just kinda shows up at the end and you're like
1: Oh hey. Oh hey. Oh hey, Darth this Maul. Is, this is what I liked the only thing I really liked about the prequels. Uh I yes. also need to know your pro or con stance on Jar Jar Pinks, but
0: uh... I, I mean I could talk about it. It it, it is a con stance. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: But what I liked about the prequels was like characters like um like Darth Maul and like um Yeah. I don't know. Just Jar Jar Binks to a to a degree, but like these like weird, funky, just like one off nothing characters that get killed <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> immediately, or
0: or just or just kind of pushed to the side with, in the yeah. case of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> let me let me clarify in terms of my con stance on Jar Jar Binks. I am not necessarily con like anti Jar Jar as a character. I am very anti the choice they made of how he speaks.
1: Oh, you're anti racism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I know That's it's good. controversial. <laughs> but but I, like in rewatching cuz I remember when I watched it when I was a kid cuz I was like 9 years old, 9 or 10 years old when I saw Phantom Menace. And I remember being like this guy's funny and like kind of annoying and weird, but I didn't get when I was a kid just how racist it was. Oh, yeah. And then rewatching it uh, like last week or 2 weeks ago, I was like Oh my God, George Lucas! Why didn't somebody tell you? No.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's that's the story of all of Star Wars, but <laughs> yes, yes,
0: it, it's true, it's true. Yeah, but but in terms of like the character and the story of Jar Jar Binks, and and I forget the name of the of the race of creatures that he is, but I don't I yeah. don't necessarily. I don't remember either. I don't remember. Uh, this one I'm gonna have to look up because. <laughs>
1: I do remember playing a computer game called Spores, I think, Ooh. a long time ago and then you could like raise your own jar jar Binks species babies.
0: Ooh. And, the like, Gungans. The underwater pods.
1: The, Gunkus, the Gungans. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, like I think I think like that's a very cool concept like an underwater like creatures, but the way the way they were done it was like that was the attempt at humor in the movies and yeah, it was that? <sighs> good not good Um, but hands down the best part of at least the phantom menace if not the entire prequel trilogy is the duel of the fates and uh that that uh lightsaber fight i think is absolutely incredible and oh my god i'm gonna forget the name of the guy who plays darth maul but he actually i think he was the fight choreographer and um and so he did. He did all that, and and that's incredible. And so it was kind of kind of nice to see him back. But like, yeah, now I want more.
1: <laughs> yeah, it kind of there is a little bit of a bad twist, and I think the guy who originally played Darth Maul, I could I can't remember whether or not he played the body of Darth Maul in this one, but he definitely was replaced by the voice from Clone Wars, the animated, which. And they didn't tell him, which sucks. Oh really? Um, yeah. That
0: that does suck.
1: Yeah, but uh, when I when I saw it for the first time, I was like, "What is happening? I thought you were dead." And I went back and like went deep on this lore and and realized that like Darth Maul has been in the Clone Wars for forever, and he has these like bionic legs, and it's so cool. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, it's so cool. And but you don't but you don't get that, and that that's right. Like I just realized, like yeah, he he was ostensibly killed, and. But they they like hint at at the end of um, Revenge of the Sith of Episode three. They're like, Qui Gon might not be dead, and and mm, like mm-hmm. some other things. And so, but there's yeah, there's a lot that you miss, um, and that I've I've missed uh, by not watching the Clone Wars. So I've I've got to yeah, I've got to get on that.
1: I know, me too. I think it's the only non film canonical series. Mm-hmm. beyond the films i think that's true but i tried I to think, watch it so. and it's just like i can't i can't do animated star wars it doesn't work for me <laughs> it doesn't
0: work for you <laughs> no i'll have to i'll I'll give it a try and i'll let i'll let you know how i how yeah. i can do it because sometimes yeah. sometimes i love animated stuff and sometimes it just like i can't get into it so
1: yeah well i think that the thing about star wars that's so great is is the visuals and the aesthetics like it's so totally you know, the mix of CG and um, practical is, like, uh, just incredible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And has been from the beginning. But, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Darth Maul.
1: I would like to see, because uh, I think there's, like, I think this is also canon from the extended the Universe or, or Clone Wars or something, but there's, like, five syndicates uh-huh. operating um, in this time period. There's, like, five crime syndicates. Right, and right. one is the Crimson Dawn is led by Darth Maul, and I would love to see the movie where there's like a five syndicate, like like crime boss war, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: With like Kira involved, because
0: I'm 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 realizing now, like obviously Darth Maul, because there can only be two Sith at any point, right? And so, and and obviously Vader is active at this point. So, so yeah, what what the heck is Darth Maul doing?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, because then the – they there's this two Sith rule, which I think they break constantly.
0: They must. They <laughs> must break it.
1: Because, yeah, Darth Vader is alive, and he's being trained by the Emperor, and but so yeah. is Darth Maul. So can you, like, lose your Sith status?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Can you be downgraded to – I don't know. <laughs> <to> <laughs> pa- Padawan Sith?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe they just yeah. thought he was dead or something. I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe
0: I don't know. Maybe it doesn't count. Maybe it's like a a, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer like technicality thing. Like because <laughs> they because she she technically died for like thirty seconds, and so yeah. now there are two slayers. So maybe now because <laughs> he technically sort of died, there can be two more Sith or something. I don't know. <laughs> now that he died, he
1: is a vampire slayer.
0: Yes. <laughs> It's a crossover, a crossover of Blade crossover. and Darth Maul. <laughs> that's a crossover I would watch. Me too. I mean, too. Darth Maul does kind of look like he, he could be a demon from the from the Buffy universe. So. Oh,
1: 100%. Yeah. So I, I would want to see Darth Maul versus Spike. I would pay to oh see Oh, my that. God.
0: Oh, <laughs> my God. I want to see it so bad. I need this. I need this now. <laughs> Somebody make this for me. Yep. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to go back and like figure out what the heck is going on <laughs>
1: with Dark yeah. there,
0: because I was watching it. and I didn't really question it. Like for some reason in my mind, I didn't make the connection that like, oh, yeah, this is after Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But yes, I I would say, yeah, I, I feel like my main my main criticism, as we've talked about of this movie is. Is Kira Amelia Amelia Clark's role, and just her not being given any sort of thing of substance to really do and yeah. or or say, and and yet I'm like I'm interested in her character, and I think Amelia Clark does a good job with what she's given.
1: Oh, she is great, yeah.
0: But uh, but it, it, I I am left wanting more from her, which maybe was on purpose. Maybe they want to explore her character more. I don't
1: know. Hopefully. Yeah. I think it like, because it, it, and I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm not, this is not an excuse, but like, right. I think because it is very much a cowboy genre Western piece mm-hmm. and then those, you know, traditional classic classical Western pieces, the women are props, you know, Yeah. which fucking sucks. But like, yes, I, I also get mad in particular in Star Wars because there is this fandom around it. Like, yeah. The th- the way I read this this bit with Ron Howard, where the way he saw the ending with Kira was like, Kira was making the she she knew in her head that like if they both ran away, they would both be hunted and killed. So she made the active choice to say like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing, I'm gonna slow this thing so that Han can get away. Uh huh. And not not necessarily knowing that she was going to be like taken into the ranks of Darth Maul, like, underneath him, but she mm-hmm. was trapped then at that point because he said, like, come meet me on Mustafar or whatever it was. Right. Um And so she's kind of trapped, which is, like, a very interesting character choice that I like for that character. It's, like, very humanizing. It's very three-dimensional, but the way it plays on screen and the way that most people are going to read it is, like, oh, evil woman was evil, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And she's, and, and there's just, we're missing that that motivation and kind of backstory for her, I think. Yeah, um, totally. And that's and that's not her fault. That's just kind of the way the movie was written. Um, and yeah. so part part of me almost feels like this movie could have been two or three movies. Um, mm-hmm. Not. Yeah. I mean, you you need more other stuff in there, but for like Kira, and I also want more of. Uh, oh my God, what's what's Woody Harrelson's character's name? Beckett. Um,
1: yeah, Beckett.
0: Yeah, I want, I want, I want to know more about him too, and I want a little bit more of him.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of mad that Woody Harrelson is so good because Beckett's such a piece of shit.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> such a piece of shit. But that's, but I think that's why, I think that's why he's a perfect, he's perfect casting is because he's yeah, so yeah. likable, and I know, and and that's kind of the point is that he's supposed to be so likable, and yeah. he's kind of he's kind of the anti-Han. He's uh, yeah. what what Han thinks he is, but he's really not.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's a nice foil.
1: Yeah, no, I was just gonna say my other favorite I think my my most probably my most favorite thing about this movie, I think. And it's mm-hmm. like a small it's a small bit, and it's not really related to the movie, but like Beyond Rogue One, which I would even argue that Rogue One really didn't do this. They mm-hmm. this is the first movie that showed Battlefront empire warfare
0: yeah no absolutely that you get like trench warfare
1: yeah and, and it's i and it's it's not stormtroopers so you see for the first time that like the stormtroopers are supposed to be the elite fighters and like right. they they hire these like random or they take these slaves essentially and fight, put them on the warfare but i just love seeing this like i really like the flippant perspective of like what we're normally used to seeing in star wars is like Fast battles and ships and lasers and and laser swords and then you get on the ground and you're seeing these like lasers above you and it's like oh my god this is actually real and horrifying like can you imagine being in that scenario yeah, yeah. that's with that technology like it's so scary I,
0: I agree and I was thinking about this last night when I was when I was watching it is this one I mean Rogue One is obviously the war movie but it's it's like you know the insurgent attack you know and yeah. like the like a very very high risk small group of people like making a huge difference and we're very focused on them while the the war that we see it's it's like you know like world war Two or something like yeah. you know these are the people on the ground and and yeah i think that's great that that's the backdrop of of the movie and then we get the the cloud riders who Mm -hmm. um this is a question i i might have missed this but the the girl who is the the leader of the of the cloud riders she mentions something about her mother and i was like is her mother a character that i should know who she is Yes.
1: so this is the way i read it i don't know if it's correct but and it's not it's not clear but i believe okay. that the when the girl that takes her helmet off at the end of the movie yeah. is is the daughter of the woman who wore that helmet in the cha- train scene and she died or something. Oh. And so her daughter oh. took the mantle of the cloud riders and she was saying, "Now I'm in charge. Now I'm I'm making I'm making a change. We're not going to be these like pure pirate marauders. We're going to stand up and make a difference." I think
0: Got it. Oh, I like that interpretation. I hope that yeah. I hope that is what it is. I just I wasn't sure if she was referencing like a specific character that might have appeared in. No, I don't think so. Something before. OK, cool. Well, I really I OK. I really like that interpretation.
1: Uh, yeah. If I'm wrong, Twitter, don't tell me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 add us. It's OK.
1: Don't ruin we'll, my headcanon. We'll, f-
0: we'll figure it out. Or not, <laughs> and we'll be fine. We'll all survive.
1: <laughs> I like though in the the World War Two type scene. My favorite, one of my favorite lines is the um when they're standing in the circle and they're and they're like talking about their objective, and Hans yeah. like, well, what what is our objective? And he's like, to bring peace and prosperity to the galaxy. And it's like such a big realization of like, oh, they're just killing people to kill people. Like,
0: oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah, and- yeah. And I love I love that he, he ultimately, you know, makes the moral choice. And yeah, d- despite the fact that he wants to claim that he's, you know, just in it for the money. And uh, right. We yeah. actually I actually have a Han Solo poster that says I'm in it for the money. But <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> yes, it's very good. I'll post a picture of it on the Instagram. Um-
1: <laughs> the the last thing I think I have is the um this is there's a ton of fan service in this movie, which I also think why probably why I got a lot of like, backlash, but Yeah. Um the very last scene with Beckett and Han where he shoots first is just like Yeah. Oh ugh, Chef's kiss. Brilliant. Brilliant
0: <laughs> Chef's kiss. Um, I I like the fan service in this movie. I because, do
1: too. It's fun. Because
0: it's fun. Like I I remember in the the- in theaters, like, when Chewie gets into the the co-pilot seat. Yes. Just, like, I think I, I, think I cheered out. I think we all did. Because yeah. it's, like, that's the moment. W- that's really what we're all waiting for is, like, yeah. Han and Chewie getting together. And... Yeah.
1: You get Chewie's backstory. You get the, the Parsec yeah. thing. You understand yes. why that was a mistake. Yeah. Like...
0: The Kessel <laughs> Run. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I... I really liked all of that, and I think that if people didn't like it, then, well, they just don't like fun.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> Also, did you realize, um, I didn't think about this until I read after it, but you know that L- how L3 is uploaded into the computer. Uh-huh. There's a a later sequence in, um, I forget which movie it is, in one of the original three where – Uh-huh. C-3PO talks about when he plugs into the Millennium Falcon and he says, like, she's fighting me or something like that.
0: Oh, oh. So it's like, it's L3. Oh, my God. No, I did not make that connection. So now I am yeah. excited all over again to watch the, the original trilogy and be like, oh, my God, it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, there, there's so many little things in in. I mean in all of these movies, but I feel like in this movie it as well, like so many little like nods and yeah, and totally. and just kind of little references to things, a little uh, Easter eggs that mm-hmm. it's just it's just fun. It's just good fun. I know. Um, okay, so I have a couple last questions for you. Okay. Now that I know that you are a Cicerone, <laughs> what beer would you pair with solo?
1: What beer when I pair with Solo? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, whatever it is, it has to go in a red Solo cup. Obviously. Um.
0: So something from a keg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I do want to do something like swashbuckly, too. But although, like, yeah, pir- piratey label beers that I yeah, know are I'm like trying kind of think. fancy,
0: <laughs> Yeah. I
1: think it's got to be, like, an everyman beer, right? Because that's what Solo mm, is about. Mm-hmm. I think it would be, like, like, a Rattler or something, like, half... Like pills in half lemonade.
0: Nice, like, but totally. like Han
1: wouldn't tell you what it was because that's like slightly too feminine. He would just be like, "Yeah, yeah this is good."
0: <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm drinking, I'm drinking a IPA." And, yeah, exactly. And, but it's actually, it's actually, uh, that's, it's like that's a shandy. Perfect. It's a shandy.
1: That's what I was thinking of. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's perfect. I love it. Um, okay, so that's that's question one, and then. Um, I feel like we've t- we've talked about some of these things a little bit, but I am wondering, if you could make any Star Wars movie or show, what movie or show would you make in the Star Wars universe?
1: So I have two answers. Okay. The first one I'm mad about because I thought about it, and then they released The Mandalorian. I really wanted a Boba Fett podcast where he just went through space on space adventures. <laughs>
0: so good. I mean... Uh, I, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> um, so that's, you know, whatever, George Lucas, I'll, well, you'll get my lawyer's lawsuit yeah. in the mail. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> but the one I really, I don't know what's happening exactly with it, but my favorite character um, has always been Obi-Wan. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know, because I, I, I just, I don't know what it is about you, McGregor. But he's just like
0: he's he's the best. He's so good. He's so good. He's just
1: so magnetic. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yep. No. Uh. You again. You and Winston have very similar uh, <laughs> Star Wars opinions, and uh, and and I also agree. I love Ewan McGregor as as Obi Wan, and he is yeah hundred percent the best part of the prequels. And he's the way I feel about Ewan McGregor in the prequels is how I feel about Martin Freeman in the Hobbit movies. Because yes, <laughs> I hate the Hobbit movies so much. I am so they're so, so bad. <laughs> I am so deeply offended by them. But Martin Freeman was so perfect. And I know
1: he's so good. He's such a he's good small so boy. Good.
0: He's so good. Uh, and uh, and and at one point they were talking about making the Obi Wan backstory movie. Yeah, but I I've heard different things. I've heard you know too, some people yeah. said because solo didn't do as well as they wanted it to do like production got put on hold. Yeah. Uh, or or it might just be some somebody said I don't I I don't think it was Lucas cuz I don't think he he is very hands-on anymore but some some Star Wars executive was like we want to slow down the release of these movies or something. But mm. I am so hoping that we get the Obi-Wan with yeah. Ewan McGregor.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I was, because I heard that first reason about like solo not doing well. until so they like yeah. put, the, put the production on a slower timeline, which like, I think that's probably why I initially got so incensed by people not liking solo.
0: Right. Yes. <laughs> it's like,
1: you've ruined yeah. the movie I want.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I, I think I agree with you. I think that's the one that I want the most as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what would be your second option?
0: Or my your second... second. Yeah. My second option might be. Well, just what comes to mind is is the Rose Tico backstory. Yeah. Um I'd like I'd like to see that because I love her. I love her character. Um, yeah, and I think that that would be that would be cool cool to see. Yeah. And that's kind of you know the story that she brings to the table is a kind of part of the world that we haven't explored too much. So,
1: yep. And I uh, she was so good. And what's oh, I forget her name. Um,
0: uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly
1: Marie Tran, yeah. Kelly Marie yeah. Tran is incredible, and uh, she deserves all the Star Wars fame she can get oh because God. everyone's and, and terrible. Poor thing,
0: <laughs> poor thing. I feel so I bad for her. And I mean, the other the other side of of the horrible Star Wars fandom is obviously racism. Uh, yep. Because people who are like, oh yeah, it's totally believable that like a fish alien exists. But an Asian woman, no, 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 we can't. No, 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 that's too we, far. Too yeah, far. that's too much. That's you've gone too far. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh it and She me was so much so,
1: this is not Star Wars, but she was so good in passenger list.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Well, no, yeah. shout out. She's amazing, which yeah. um, also a Lauren Shippen project <laughs> who is also amazing.
1: I I also agree. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> For no particular reason at all. No, of course not. <laughs>
1: I'm incredibly not biased.
0: <laughs> no, nope, not a bit. Not a bit. Uh yes, but I do think I think that that would be that would be a a really good a really good story. Um and now and yeah. now like in talking about this I wouldn't put this in like my top list, but I would be interested to see like what happens with Kira. Like basically Yeah. more f- female-driven stories in Star Wars. Yeah.
1: I totally um, agree with that. I mean Ray yeah. the Ray story has been amazing. So, amazing. Like, yeah. Let's keep doing and, it. And
0: like Even though it was very problematic, like, Leia at the time was a really, like, important character, like, for for women in sci-fi. You know, there were problems with both how they treated the character and mostly how they treated Carrie Fisher, but... Right. um, But...
1: But Carrie Fisher was a badass, and... She
0: (laughs) is the most badass. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. RIP. I miss her so much. I, I know. know I'm going to cry so hard. I don't know what's going to happen. What they're yeah. going to what how they're going to resolve Leia's story, but I know that I'm going to weep profusely.
1: Yep, <laughs> yep I know.
0: Um and also Billy Lord, her daughter is in it and so, and has been in oh. it. Yeah, oh. Yeah, she Oh wait, who's she play? She plays um, like one of the the captains. I'm not exactly sure like yeah what what role she has militarily, but in in the Last Jedi, if you remember, she's the one. I mean, I think she's got she's got two buns. She's blonde and has two buns on the side of on the back of her head. Oh yeah,
1: of. yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, didn't know that was uh, her daughter. Oh, that's so good. Yeah,
0: and she she helps Poe with his kind of like rebellion against Laura yeah. Dern. Yeah, that's so very that's, good. That's Billy Lord, who was incredible in uh, Smart, which that was mm. the first thing that, that came to mind when you were talking about like just going to the movies and just like enjoying a, a movie for what it is. Um, yeah. That that was one of the movies that I enjoyed most seeing in theaters this year. And it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like a big blockbuster or anything, but I love that movie. And Billy Lord is yeah. hilarious in it. But yeah, so... Any any last thoughts about solo or Star Wars? I mean, that's a very big question, and so <laughs> we could yes. easily talk for much much longer.
1: I know, and we should, but, but... oh,
0: <laughs> I I know, and we should, and we shall. Uh, maybe not on pairing necessarily, but no,
1: I do think everyone should go watch the Mandalorian because Baby Yoda is yes. literally the cutest thing to ever have come out of Star Wars. Ever. Literally, literally, and uh, yep. yeah. You can't beat um Space Baby and Space Dad, you know?
0: Nope. It's <laughs> it's really sweet and I'm really enjoying it. And it and it is kind of like it's a fun like they're going to to like different places every episode. It's it's mm-hmm. it's just it's like a travel show. <laughs> <laughs> sorry anthony
1: (laughs) de bourdain as yes as
0: the mandalorian Uh, the one last thing that i'm going to say one last wine thing um is something that we were talking about earlier about like alden ehrenreich and donald glover doing more like it not not direct imitations of of harrison ford and and billy d williams but just kind of like uh you know Inspiring, homages. yeah 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 i think that's a really good good word more homage um that's something that happens in the wine industry a lot either like kids taking over for their parents or Mm. like uh certain winemakers who like study with other winemakers and i i i just i always appreciate when like a new generation of winemakers Tips their hat like to an older style or like a certain kind of wine or something like that, but then puts a new spin on it. And, I love that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so I feel like that's that's a, a, a cool way to think about think about a, a good pairing for this movie.
1: Yeah, I so, love that.
0: Yeah. Yay! All right, well, Brandon, thank you so much. We've mentioned a couple things, but is there anything you'd like to plug?
1: Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't caught up on JTP, on um, sorry. If you haven't caught up on join the party, please do. We are releasing the final uh, like story episode is out. The epilogue um, should probably also be out by the time you're hearing this. Um, I was
0: telling Brandon before we started recording that I am like a few episodes behind, so I haven't gotten quite to the end yet. So I am so excited. I'm probably going to keep listening to it after we stop recording as I'm like yeah. doing some errands and stuff. So <laughs> it is so good. Yeah, I love Join the Party. Yeah.
1: If you're not aware, it's a five, it's a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast that, um, it's basically like a, a story that we tell together, and um, we teach you how to play the game alongside listening um, from the beginning. So it's super fun and super light and very enjoyable. Um, we're also are announcing, I think we've announced now that we are officially doing a season two. Um, so Yay! We're, Yeah, we're ramping up with that. We are also we also have announced that Julia Shafini from Spirits is going to be our fourth player yeah um, yeah. so we're all super excited for that. It's gonna be super fun. So keep an eye out. We should be uh, releasing the first pre uh, pregame episodes, uh, which we're calling them in uh February March ish. Fabulous. Um, keep an eye out on Multu. We have a bunch of really fun big projects coming out that we're really, 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 really excited about um Yay. that we're, yeah, so just keep an eye out and you'll see some fun well,
0: stuff. Well, I love you guys. I love all of your all of your shows. JTP is probably maybe my favorite. Um, yeah. And, and, it, and it definitely inspired me. I I mean, I played D&D in college, but it really inspired me to start playing again. And so um, thank you so much for that. And yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, absolutely. And Brandon, <laughs> thank you so much for being on pairing and talking about- Thank you for about... having me. Absolutely. I, we may have to have you back to to teach us about beer sometime soon that would be because that's something I've been wanting to do branch out into beer a little bit so yeah that'd be fun until then may the force be with you
1: nice nailed it
0: (laughs) nailed it I actually wasn't even planning on saying that it just came to me pairing was created hosted and produced by Emma Scherzarko with music and audio recording by Winston Shaw, and logo artwork by Darcy Zimmerman and Katie Huey. This episode was edited by Emma Jarco. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram, at pairingpodcast to keep tabs on what we're up to. And feel free to send us any thoughts, questions, requests, and pairings of your own on our website, thepairingpodcast.com, via email at pairingpodcast@gmail.com, or on any social media platform. Come check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash where you can pledge as little as $1 a month and get access to exclusive content, customized pairings from me, live streams, and more. Also, check out our merch store on our website at thepairingpodcast.com slash merch. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with your friends. Thank you so much for listening to Pairing where you come for the stories and stay for the wine.